should they really have distributed those notices like in full view of everyone? No. Volunteer Absolutely not. For like just for mail them out for God's sake. Yeah. Untreated, this could be a very they just gave them all disease. out at school. Would the following syphilis positive students please report to the gym? It's <laughs> <laughs> the list. I don't even know. <laughs> I, um. I don't know. I was very unpleasantly surprised by what this movie turned out to be. I'll say that. Yeah, just given the title, She's Too Young. It's called She's Too Young, and you think, I mean, of course this is going to be about sex and high school students, you know. But uh, like you and I said in the middle of it, we thought maybe it would be about uh, pregnancy, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, it's about syphilis. And, and it's mostly, it, it uses that as a scare tactic to push an, an abstinence agenda. Very uh, unpleasant. Uh, not in good faith. Just a very uh, a fear-mongering movie, kind of. Right. Kind of, I guess, Lifetime movies at their worst, probably. Yes. There's nothing funny. There's no incompetent police work, you know. No investigations, no like ham-handed mystery. It's all just no kidnapping. It's no, it's all just fear-mongering. It's it's the most like disgustingly sanctimonious movie I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it is very very obvious early on what what this movie wants to do. And actually at first I was like, "Oh man, this is really cool." Cuz how do we start, Eric? How does this movie start? Does it start like other Lifetime movies? Uh, it starts with like some... Well, I mean, it starts with a tasteful shot of an oil painting, honestly. Oh, that's true. Pulling out of an oil painting of a child on a beach and then right over it, she's too young. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's all downhill from there. It's a toddler. It, it, that was weird. Uh, weird. It was funny, but it was a weird way to open. And then... Um, You've got the teen in her giant house putting on makeup a bunch of teens putting on makeup getting ready to go and then they go to uh what i assume is the hot teen hangout uh <laughs> the coffee bar it's just, just i remember like i remember high school i remember those crazy nights at the coffee bar at, at a at, at like a just a mediocre coffee place. Just a, yeah, just a coffee with like place. House music. You know, like scooters or something like that. Just pumping. Is that a local thing or is that a national chain scooters? Scooters, I think, is national, but I'm not sure. I've seen more. There's a bunch in Kansas City. There's, I think it's national. But it was like that. And there was, and it made sure to show a shot of the kids at like the, the computers because it's like an internet cafe. <laughs> So the kids like on desktop computers, they're having a fucking great time. But all these kids, this is like a fuck. This is like uh, in like a, I don't know, like a movie about like drag racing in the fifties. You know, like what the what the what the drive-in would be like. 
you know, like a like yeah. a Sonic type drive-through place, but in but back in the in the prime of those things. But it's a coffee shop, and they're just kids like cruising. They're in these. They're in their cars. They're they're all outside of it. They're packed on. They're packed the inside of the building. It's insane. There is no coffee shop on earth like this. Well, apparently, there's one. Absolutely not. It was. I mean, they could have. It would have been fine if they just like met somewhere, you know, like a, like at a park or a, uh, uh, like a more secluded area, you know, outside of town or something, and they're all drinking. That would have been more realistic. But you know, it has to show them. It has to show <laughs> that your kids can definitely go to a place late at night that isn't dangerous and doesn't have alcohol. It's the coffee shop. That's definitely open late and accommodating rowdy teens. Well, yeah. <laughs> it was rowdy as fuck. And every transition scene of this movie is like this crazy, uh, like you said, 90s music video. Yeah, it's like... Gonzo style, like... Yeah. Zooming in and out, like... I, I, I don't know what they the were show, thinking. Honest. No, me neither. The show Californication kind of does it, where it's like every in-between scene is a fucking guitar riff, and it's like zooming in and out, and the colors are changing rapidly, and it's just supposed to snap you back into whatever's going on. But in this movie, it's completely unwarranted, because the rest of the movie is shot like your standard average Lifetime movie. And what I kind of thought about afterwards, and what I think really enriches your enjoyment of this movie... Um, there's a kid in this movie who walks around taking photos on his like 1998 Nokia phone. <laughs> yeah. And if you imagine that all of those like interim sequences were shot on his phone, it makes a lot more sense. <laughs> it actually does. Cause that's, that is what it looks like. The resolution in some shots goes down significantly. Like, it looks like shit. This dude's got, at this coffee shop, he's got blue neon lights rigged under his car. This is so stupid. It's very much like early 2000s. I can feel that. But, like, the the transitions are fucking bizarre. I've never seen those in a Lifetime movie. Never seen something yeah. so daring. I mean, yeah, they definitely tried. Um, oh, man, they tried. Whether or not they succeeded in any way is questionable. But... No, they because it's a total tried. It's a tonal shift. You're seeing actress Marsha Gay Harden, who is a she's a great actress. She's an established actress. I don't know how she ends up in stuff like this, but um, she shows up. She has a very distinct face, and I see her in so many things. And good casting, honestly. But like the rest of this movie is filled with like these interchangeable high school uh, kids. I can't tell the difference between any of them. Really, towards the end, I was completely losing it. Yeah. I don't know who's who. Besides the main character. Well, and then a bunch of like blonde yeah, friends. Slutty blonde teens. <laughs> That's what their moms call them in this movie. They're awful moms, but Yeah, yeah I don't I don't think there's a single good parent except for maybe in like the the meeting at the end. And I got excited on when they're on the way to the improbable uh, coffee shop, which is called Jet Jet, Jet Java, Jet Java. <laughs> which incidentally is also the name of my uh, professional wrestling alter ego. Oh hell yes! Is that Jet Java's music? I hear. 
My God. Yes. My God, it's Jet Drama. Let's play some weird 90s grunge. Oh, I was thinking the cello. <laughs> the classical music. The Taking a page out of our book, using some um, uh, public domain classical music all throughout this movie, and then just showing her playing the cello once or twice to justify that. What up, Vivaldi fans? <laughs> <laughs> Teens love Vivaldi. As we know, and they love sex. So I mean, I, I couldn't pick which one I love more. What about you? Both at the same time. That's too much. Yeah. Sensory overload. <laughs> I was getting excited in this movie because um on their way to to Jet Java, they were like getting rowdy in the car. And last time that happened in the last movie we watched, somebody died. Yeah, so, I was uh, hoping here comes for a the death. death. Isn't that weird? Like, we didn't get a flashback. Nothing brightens up a movie more than a death in the first minute. Oh, we wanted all these people to die. But they, they nobody dies. Nobody even Nobody died. Pre- nobody gets pregnant or dies or gets kidnapped. What the fuck no, kind the, of a movie the, is this? It's the worst propaganda. thing that happens is that they get syphilis. But, but the, to be honest, a lot of people do get syphilis. Mm, but it's it's cured. They They figured it out. Like it's okay, it's curable. We got it, no problem. Yes, but but Brad discovered a cure, so it's all right. <laughs> discovered the cure in his laboratory. Well, when they're at Jet Java, getting back to the uh, uh, plot of this movie, um, if you can call it a plot, it's not really a plot so much as a vehicle for uh, heavy-handed moralizing. <laughs> yes, couldn't have put it better. Um, these two, Nick, who is the main like love interest of this movie, the syphilitic Slash love interest, villain. Slash villain, um, and he uh, he takes one of the interchangeable blonde ladies to a motel instead of sticking around at the Java place, and um, they go to the motel. It goes through some more of those ridiculous quick cuts and shit. It shows that they have a six pack of beer and some cigarettes and a CD, uh, a Walkman. There's a Walkman there too, and they're basically just, yeah. All these things point to trouble, and they're ripping ripping each other's clothes off in this seedy motel, and and then she says, as all teens do, something about a glove. She says glove. The word. Do you condom, forget the glove? The word condom is uttered like maybe once in this fucking movie, but she says, "Did you get the glove?" Yeah, yeah I know. Personally, all teens all teens say glove now. Glove, Jimmy hat. Um, mm-hmm. raincoat yeah those are absolutely not outdated or and never used terms ever they would just say condom i don't understand why that's like a bad word in this movie or if they're just trying to make it look like the kids are they're trying to make it look like they're implementing slang or whatever but nobody says glove uh so she says uh did you bring the glove and of course he's like oh no i didn't oops and he goes i can go get one while you do english homework or some shit and you know good line and so she lets him um raw dogger and stop saying raw dog sorry <laughs> get that out <laughs> she she lets it she they have sex and it um just cuts back to jet java with her talking to her other interchangeable blonde friend who goes off with a different dude leaving her uh what's her name we always forget their names <laughs> I don't know. It's like You're Tracy. Always erasing women's identity on this show. So Sorry. Tracy, Donna, whatever her name is, who gives a shit? Um, but um, yeah, she ends up going on a date with Nick. Right, he's flirting with her at school the next day. 
and um, it's really stupid and annoying. And her her creepy friend, who's the good guy here, you know, he's just he's a nice guy. Um, he's dressed like Doctor Who. He's kind of like a capital N, capital G nice guy. Yep, he definitely is. He's the stand-in for that, except not not a shred of irony. Like it's it's, yeah, he's supposed to be the hero. Yeah, it's in earnest. And this is the scene where they're talking, and there's this bizarre thing where he's like asking her out, and behind them there's just this extra who's like feigning that she can't find this paper in her trapper keeper or whatever and then she finally finds it and she's like fucking relieved it's just who ends up being the second best extra in this movie <laughs> yeah. just eating up the scene in the background gotta respect that and you know she finds um inner uh, blonde friend one um and says oh my god nick wants to go on a date with me and we cut immediately back to nick's parents mansion where he's dressed like neo from the matrix for some reason <laughs> And he's just like cracking a beer and listening to his uh, messages on the phone, on the on the landline. I don't even remember this happening to be it, honest. It's so quick. Um, there are lots of scenes like that. Remember he um, he's looking through his email or whatever and finds like a bunch of. I don't know. It shows a bunch of messages. They look like spam messages. And he's just like looking at them like like lustfully, and I don't understand what the point of that was. Maybe to show that he's sexually advanced because he's watching porn on the internet. I guess. I mean, he's a bad guy because bad people watch porn exclusively. Very true. On the fucking cartoon internet in this movie that doesn't look at all like anything that's ever been on a computer screen. Um. One of her friends has a mom who um, dates men and that pisses off the um, her daughter a lot. <laughs> um, and it just shows a scene to make sure that we know that. And then this girl also has a little sister who is a, a deaf mute, I guess, and doesn't say anything through like the whole movie. Just a little yes. s- nerdy sister with glasses that keeps But her presence up. is important. Oh, it is. Eventually. Put a fucking pen in it because it comes back later. And in a very funny um, scene, uh, this uh, this one one of the friends' moms runs into our our main girl's mother, like on the street, and everyone who's just walking in the street, they didn't like they're not extras. This was not. It's I don't think they were hired because they're all they always look confused. One of them like looked right into the camera, and then another one ran into Marsha Gay Harden and put her hand up like, "Oh, excuse me." And just kept walking. <laughs> so, like, this scene, they just fucking plop the camera down in public on a busy morning and just shot this shit. Nobody nobody knew. Um, nobody signed a release. But, yeah, the, they, they have a conversation about fucking nothing. Concerned moms, I guess, talking about their daughters catching up. And then Nick mm-hmm. takes her out on the date. And they don't have sex. Uh-uh. And that's the only thing worth mentioning about this date, I should add. There's nothing that happens on this date. Absolutely fucking nothing. Nothing. Because, again, we go to a fucking party, we do all the fucking, um, the, the, the weird cuts and the zoom, the snap zooms and the, the weird 90s music video shit, and then the only thing of significance that happens is her dumb Doctor Who friend comes up to her at the party and is like, hey, you know what? Uh, that guy, that Nick guy, you're just an accessory f- to him. He's just well, using he, you. He also refers to him as the enemy. 
Yeah, he says the enemy. That's right. It's like, oh, he's the enemy. He's using you, definitely. Okay, bye. And he just leaves. The first like, that's a normal thing to do. <laughs> People just saying uh, mean shit to this girl and then just leaving the room. Just, all right, bye. Just wanted to tell you that. Just wanted to hurt your feelings real quick before I left. There's a fantastic 30-second shot of them singing in church. <laughs> I'm not sure why that was there. <laughs> you know why that was there. It, it's the under. It, it's it's showing the true agenda of this movie, and it's just like you do see they're in church. You do see uh, a fucking poster with the with the cross on it and a something written underneath it in one of her friend's rooms. And all that happens, like, after her friend says he's definitely using you, and then he just fucking leaves, Nick comes over. We've been at this party for, like, 30 seconds, and then Nick's like, you want to just go some? You wanna just go somewhere else? And I thought he was going to take her to a motel like he did with that other girl. But he takes her back to his mansion. His enormous home. <laughs> his enormous home. Where he lives alone, apparently. <laughs> his parents are gone or something. They just don't fucking care. And, and they don't have sex. No, he just... They go in the hot tub and then they have the conversation and she's like, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not one of those girls. And he goes, no, it's not about sex. I won't even, in a flirty way, he's like, I won't even try to kiss you. Not even if you try. And then of course she tries and then they kiss and that's the end of it. The end of the stupid date. Well, yeah. Until their second date. Until their second one. Yeah. Which I'm speeding along to because I'm tired of talking about this movie already. Well, they have no chemistry and there's no reason for them to be together. But well, yeah, they go on another date and she's all they try to he tries to take her clothes off and she's like, no, don't do it. And he says, OK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> yeah. And he says, like, well, I like you, but I don't want to pressure you into doing anything, which but I thought was kind of a reasonable thing to say. He says that, but then he manipulates her by saying, I mean, if you don't want me, then I guess that's OK. I can take you home. And then that triggers her saying uh well, wait 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 and then she gives him a blow and yeah she blows him and you know before that happens we get a little intercut of one of her blonde friends going to the uh the fucking uh, std unit of the high school <laughs> and uh talking to the school nurse or whatever and then yeah they find out you know she she has syphilis, she has syphilis. the scourge of high schools everywhere yeah and this is the bizarre thing is they're like you okay you have syphilis look it's easily curable we're gonna treat it right now no big deal but you know if you don't know you have it then it can it can do worse things to you over time so i need to know every person you've had sex with i need names and she says she's had sex with like what 14 people she yeah she said like 15 up to 20 15 up to 20 and so this i'm is like what, damn like this 14 year old girl has gotten around more than i have yes. but i'm almost 30 we were like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> and she you know the nurse is like well i definitely need the names of the people like i need to know and so you're putting this girl in a wonderful position um <laughs> and then my favorite thing the way this is handled oh my the god the way this is handled so this insane like nurse who runs like law and order std unit <laughs> in the school she's like okay tell me all the people you've had sex with and she like has like the the, the, the pin board with the pictures and the string and connects all the oh high my school god. kids together yeah, that's and funny. then they send out notes 
It's just they single out. They single out the kids who probably have had sex. Yes. And make them. They give them letters in public, telling them to get tested in the school, and they're all reading it all at the same time, and they're all mocking it. And some of them are like, "Oh, what the fuck!" Like nervous, you know. And it's like, this is not something you just give. These are these are high school students. You, oh, this is a problem. God, you might as well just give them a scarlet letter for God's sake. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, that's what it is. This movie gets off so much on shame, and it's it's all about shame. And it's shaming these kids, and it's like it's this is not the way to handle this. And it's I don't even think it's worth talking about the next like half hour or more of the movie because it's all just basically these kids' parents shouting them down for having had sex. It's all it is. Their mothers and fathers coming in and handling the situation in the worst fucking way possible. And it is, but it is not made clear that that's that that's a bad. I mean. They kind of change in the end, but not not really, and not in the not in the right way. Like they're very much like the conceit of this movie is that it, it, abstinence is the only way because we do not at any point talk about this nurse does not mention safe sex one fucking time. No, all she well, says is you can get it orally too, and that's it. She does not what, ever list that as an option. And what I never get used to in these movies. Is that the moms, who are always like the central characters, right? Mm-hmm. They're always so like regressive and pig-headed. Yeah. And I always think this movie's going to end with the mom realizing she's been wrong and changing and being accepting of her child. Mm-hmm. It never happens. <laughs> the movie is played straight like this, the mom is right. This movie goes out of its way so many times to explain... <laughs> that it is pro abstinence and anti sex in any fucking case, sex well, before yeah, marriage. And, and like I said, the middle like third of the movie is just like an unending cavalcade of just slut shaming. It's incredible. It's it, so uncomfortable. It made me feel uncomfortable. You were like you were basically screaming at the end of it that you were so mad. <laughs> so angry. Because this is like because it's not only that it's showing this happen, like, with, of course, I can handle, like, uneasy scenes between parents and, sh- and their kids in movies, but, like, this is, the, the intent of this movie is very dark and, and sinister, in my opinion. Uh, it's, it's not right. It's wrongheaded. It's not in good faith. It's just showing, using this dumb fucking story about a syphilis outbreak at a high school. Well, and you know what's upsetting to me? Think about how many parents in real life saw this movie when it came out in 2004 or whenever and saw these like fictionalized teens that all, you know, smoke weed and drink beer every night and have 30 to 50 sexual partners by the time they're 14. How many parents saw this movie, thought it was a representation of reality and like brought the hammer down on their children? That's what scares me. I guarantee you it's more than zero. No, definitely. (laughs) Which is pretty upsetting to think about, to be honest. You know parents sat their kids down after this fucking movie and were like, and had to have a talk about it. But every talk in this movie is just, it's, it's, it's confrontational off the bat. And it's like, we're not talking about, usually you'd see these reactions from parents if their kids, you know, got pregnant. You know, and and it, it 
with this, it's like, uh, it's, it's, it's such a weird choice to make, uh, to make this point and use syphilis to make your point about this. It's just so bizarre to me. And uh, can you guess real quick, was the writer of this movie a male or a female? You know, I would actually believe either. It, it was a dude. Just one dude. That's not surprising. With the fucking, the protagonist is a high school, is a 16-year-old girl. And it's so out of touch and so bizarre. I mean, and there are a lot of unrelatable characters in Lifetime movies. And I feel like I shouldn't even have to say this, but what teenager acts like this? Like, sure, I've been out of high school for quite a while, but I do not recall having, you know, 40 sexual partners (laughs) and like bragging about it and getting syphilis. No, this is absolutely not real. This isn't how this works. And the way it's handled by adults is such such a like this nurse is first of all like you said sending out the notes to everybody instead of contacting anybody else like in in homeroom they just hand them out like here you go would the following sex havers please stand up (laughs) just for your little just a little (laughs) extra small dose of shame for today (laughs) doom 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 Oh, could the uh, following um, STD havers please come to the uh, principal's office immediately and then just a fucking list of names. <laughs> please report to the sex lab for your sexually transmitted <laughs> disease shot. That's what it is. It's awful. It's like, and it. <laughs> what a terrible way to handle it. And, and all it does is it a, bu- a couple of parents find out about it secondhand because, again, you told the kids I don't get this nurse because when she brings in the girl in the first place and she's like, are you going to tell my parents? And the nurse is like, I don't, I don't have to tell your parents. No, instead I'll just give no, I'll give notices to all these kids and then have their parents find out secondhand. Cause that's what happens. And that's why all the parents are bursting through doors, kicking down doors and screaming at their daughters. And we get to see that like three separate times for each of the kids. And nobody ever screams at any of the dudes. No, They're all the secondhand one, shamed. The one mom, like the what Nick's mom? Yeah, she didn't give a fuck. No, she was just like, yeah, well, I'm not happy that my son's having unprotected sex, but he'll learn. She, she very rep- level-headed for. She represented her. a level-headed, but almost a little too hands-off uh, approach to the situation. Where you know, she said uh, the only good point she made was, "I hope he learns from this." But she did not imply that she was going to talk to him or like, oh, my God, I'm sorry this happened. I mean, there was no remorse on her end. She really didn't give a shit. Maybe because it's, you know, it was cured right away and it's no big deal. You know, what's a little possibly a little more permanent than that would be uh, a pregnancy. Well, and, and speaking of parents, I think my favorite slash worst moment in the movie was when the main character's mom organizes this like anti syphilis club, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> syphilis boys. <laughs> yes. Nick and the syphilis boys. Um, uh, yeah. And, yeah. And she's like talking about like her, she's got her like big speech moment with like the, the swelling music and she's standing up and like, no, 
we can't allow our children to have sex ever. We need to impose the only way to keep them safe is to impose stricter penalties on them and to keep them within our line of sight at all times. Jesus Christ. Like the worst part of the movie, the, the just the apex of everything that's wrong with this fucking movie is in this meeting, one dude, one of the, one of the parents or teachers or whatever, the only um, black person in this movie with a speaking uh, part says the nurse is black. Oh fuck. Sorry. Right. Well, sh- yeah. Fucking okay. Places. There's, there's more than one. <laughs> We're going to cut this out. <laughs> 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 she, um, no, but he, he says, um, He's like, he basically says, well, abstinence, teaching abstinence is bullshit. We need to, he's like, I, I think abstinence is not the way to go about this. And then somebody just shuts him up and says, fuck you. No, it's the only way. It's the only way to make sure. And they they all shout him down. And then Marsha Gay Harden gets up and makes that stupid fucking speech you just talked about. Where she's like, no, it truly is the only way. We need to be more careful and we need to be more strict about this. We need need to come together. We need to talk to each other more about our daughter's exploits. We need to shame them more. I mean, that's just the underscore to this whole thing. And then that's kind of followed by her um, going into detective mom mode. Oh, yeah. For one and brief like, fleeting moment. For, for a brief moment. Logs on to uh, her daughter's chat account, I guess. And is like, hey, where's the party? oh yeah that's right but she says it with very good grammar which obviously they would all think you're a cop but um yeah she ends up going to this like freaky sex party that all the teens have these days (laughs) oh yeah this fucking orgy that we only saw a couple minutes of the last time it happened but um yeah and she shows up and like everything's in like night vision and there's just a bunch of kids watching porn together and several side rooms that are full of like threesomes and orgies and Ooh, beer. But speaking of orgies, a, a foursome is attempted uh, be- before that happens with uh, with her daughter and then her and then uh, Nick and then another guy and another girl. They're all sitting around drinking in, in, the, in that house where the absentee mom lives. <laughs> And um, they all watch a porno, and then they almost get down to business. But um, this is the this is one of the funniest things that happens in this movie. Um, our main girl, she's like, I don't, I'm not really comfortable with this. And the dude's like, Oh, what? What are you talking about? She's like, I don't want to do this. Why can't you just be with me instead of having this orgy? And then she leaves in a huff, and then he just he watches her leave, and then he just looks back at the guy and the girl, and then just <laughs> proceeds to have sex. <laughs> in a threesome i mean he's not too bothered <laughs> he doesn't I respect that no he just the guy behind him is like forget it man let it go as he's taking his pants off and then this guy just starts taking his shirt off and it's threesome time and i guess the ending well kind of the ending um the girl our main character girl ends up going to this like debaucherous sex party after her mom leaves it and <laughs> One of the guys, I'm not sure who it was. I don't know if we'd ever seen him before. Tries to rape her. Yep. Uh, he's <laughs> just the other friend. He's one of the syphilis boys. Yeah. So he's just like jumping on top of her, and then uh, <laughs> our nice guy with his uh, Nokia phone pops in. 
And he's well, like, you better stop or I'll take your picture and email it to 911. That is the line. That is verbatim what he says. And turns out he said something so fucking goddamn stupid because it tricked the uh, the big the the big guy who was trying to rape the girl because he was stupid and didn't realize that you can't email a picture to nine one one with the subject line rape like what did he- <laughs> to whom it may concern <laughs> help a rape is being attempted here well and the reason best regards, <laughs> best regards. <laughs> and the reason he comes there like the reason this dumb her dumb the nice guy uh goes to this party is he's hanging out with her before the party you know she of course oh yeah yeah you know she he's he's been taking like creepy photos of her and like hanging them on his wall yeah because that's what that's what nice guys do and he so she had syphilis like everybody at the school did and um she got it taken care of and then these they're they're both kissing um he kisses her filthy syphilis mouth (laughs) there it's getting hot and heavy and then he says wait you know we don't have to do this and then he you know proceeds to be like you know i just we can wait you know and she gets mad because she's like well you don't like you don't like me you don't want me and then He's like, oh, it's not my, it's not, and then she leaves, and 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 he's like, he doesn't understand what just happened. That's like, you're a fucking moron. She feels unwanted and goes to this crazy sex party, and then he finds her there, like nice guys do. He followed her and tracked her movements, and he and he found her there, and then he stopped her from getting raped with his shitty flip phone. And, and then, then right at the very end <laughs> the fucking the turn the turn the clincher. comes late because that little girl with the glasses the little sister the silent little girl who never fucking says anything who we see eating cheetos often she's my favorite character for a while yeah, no, and then she just sucks. starts like She's standing in front of a mirror modeling a dress and like takes her glasses off and he's like making a sexy face. Making a sexy face at the mirror in one of her dresses. So interesting choice by the director to begin on a um a close shot, like a zoom on a on a on a little girl, a painting of a little girl, and then end with a with a little girl um trying to be sexy. That's really cool, whoever directed this. I don't know who you are, but kind of strange. I I really think that that's the setup for the sequel. Man, I hope there's not a sequel. She's but too you're young. Absolutely right. It's it's she's too young, but the two is the numeral. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. And the parents come to the house to find you know their daughter. It, I think that the reason we can't really discuss the middle of this movie is because we'd have i mean i'd have to watch it three times just to get a handle on every scene that's actually happened um it's mostly just parents yelling at their kids and um a school nurse making questionable choices yeah i'm not sure there are any any scenes in the middle there that really had any any value no i mean her mom yells at her a couple of times and then her dad yells at her after 
finding out about the syphilis thing. So the best thing to do when you find out your kid um, has contracted syphilis is to yell at and shame her. Obviously. Yeah, just scream at her. Don't like be hopeful in any way. No, see, they figure that out at the end, Eric, after their daughter is almost violently raped. Um, you know, so you know, a little late, but you know, they 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 kind of figure it out. But not really, because they're still full on. We got to preach the abstinence thing. But we're just going to be more understanding. We're going to be nicer about it. We're still going to be shitty, and have shitty beliefs and shitty opinions. But we're going to be—we're not going to freak out all the fucking time. Shame our daughter every chance we get. I mean, it's atrocious. Awful. So, uh, in summary, <laughs> in summary, this is one of those movies we just kind of accidentally ran into a weird lifetime propaganda movie. I mean, yeah. sure, these are all about stoking irrational fears and characters reacting to things in outlandish ways that would never happen in real life, except for the mentally unstable person. But this is straight up like, you gotta shame your kids. You gotta teach your kids about abstinence and abstinence only. And I hate so, that shit. So basically, shout out here to uh, Mel Rodriguez, who is the one who recommended this movie to me. Yeah, thanks. Man. Um, never recommend the movie again. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> you know, Mel, I'm not mad, but just disappointed. Very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, yeah. So terrible, I mean, this was uh, this was not in the vein of the movies that we usually watch because those are usually just funny bad this sounded like it was gonna be yeah. funny but yeah this one is just so infuriating because it's 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 propaganda basically it's the like i said when we were watching it it's like those movies that they force you to watch in health class oh, about yeah. the dangers of syphilis there was even i shit you not a montage of our main character googling syphilis Oh, with horrific images. And there's, yeah, all of these pictures that of was, like, people's flesh peeling off. Jesus, I forgot about that. Now, that is straight up trying to scare people. Trying to scare young people. And also, I know, trying to scare uh, parents, too, I guess. And it, 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 but, but the movie, it, 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 it's hoisted. Like, it shoots itself in the dick. Because it's like, it's, it's trying to make it seem like this is so awful. But at the same time, they figure, they, they spot the syphilis problem right away and they take care of it as best they can in a very incompetent way but they take care of it and they make it clear that oh yeah totally treatable but if not you will definitely get aids and it's like like it she's talking to the principal and the, the total like crazy fast-paced scene where she's like you could get this then this could happen then this could happen and this could happen and it's like i like i think there's a bet this is a, this is a serious issue that requires a lot more finesse and understanding than this it's just like teen pregnancy you can't just fucking yell at and scare young people and have that work that's not a strategy that's just that's just disgusting reprehensible behavior that makes it makes kids scared it 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 shames them it makes them feel inadequate it makes them feel uh ostracized it's it's and when you add that level of of like you oh you have syphilis jesus christ like and I guess the the one comforting thing is that this movie was made like 15 years ago. 
And I don't think they could get away with this today. You make a great point that this doesn't really sure this happens, but this is not, this is really like making it a point to say this, like every lifetime movie, this could happen to you. That's the tone of it. And it presents it very realistically, uh, you know, as far as lifetime goes uh, to people who earnestly enjoy these movies or look to these movies for guidance. It presents it very much just plainly right in front of you that this could happen to you. And I think that was, I was actually reminded, um, I don't know if you've ever watched or your parents ever watched like 2020 or Dateline. Oh yeah. (laughs) But it was that same kind of garbage, like, Oh God. But it's, it's just cause it's all like these stories of, of murders and kidnappings and, you know, like, and, and the Lifetime movies, I think, are a lot like that, just kind of cranked up. Right. Like, to to the extreme. It, it It's very much, like, um, ramped up in, a, like, a treat, you know, it's like an outbreak in this movie. It's an outbreak of syphilis. Yeah. Well, God, how many... <laughs> there were, like, hundreds of kids in this high school who all had syphilis. And it's all, like... Well, the kid Nick comes in because the nurse specifically asks for him to come in because she finds out that he's the one having all the sex with everybody. And he comes in and he's like, in front of everyone, in front in the waiting room, he goes, yeah, so what am I here for, you dumb bitch? And she goes, well, plainly, you got syphilis. Nobody in the room reacts to this. They're all still just doing their own thing. And he goes, rolls up his sleeve and he's like, well, put the magic bullet in me. And then she's like, um... Well, it's not you, that simple. Yeah, she's like, first of all, yeah, we will, but also, like, there's a problem, you know, who else have you had sex with? And then he just leaves. He just bails. He leaves. She says that he has it, and he's like, yeah, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> and just leaves. I'm like, what the, I'm what the fuck are we talking about? I'm hoping they'll pick that back about? up in <laughs> She's Too Young, numeral two, <laughs> where it shows him living with the consequences of syphilis. <laughs> just not. Well, you get... <laughs> Or curing it. He cures it in the movie, it, like, eventually. Because I think he has to go back to the... Like, everybody, they're all waiting in a line to go get treated or whatever. Um, God, this is so unpleasant. Like, the the tone of this movie and... The, and <laughs> the tone and the turn. Uh, both bad. I, I actually consider the turn to be syphilis. Um, the other turn with the, the daughter, the younger sister at the end is, you know, funny. But, um... The real turn of this movie, unfortunately, is uh, unpleasant and poorly done. Poorly executed. Basically, unpleasant and poorly done could be the tagline for this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, look, we were going to watch that other one and there wasn't an option. We couldn't actually, I couldn't find it. So I would have much rather watched Too Young to Be a Dad. Yes, we are hunting that one down. If anyone has a copy that Fuck yes, can God. be legally distributed. Please. <laughs> I, I'm longing for a movie about just like an unwanted baby that gets kidnapped or something. Please. Oh, or just a stepdad murdering somebody. Like, oh, yeah, where's the Just murder? back to the classics. Come on. In this movie, sex is the murderer. And it's really just gross and not right. Very, very wrongheaded. Uh, very, very, uh, 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 Texas sex education, (laughs) like terrible. 
Yeah, so there's no there's no reason for this movie to exist. And I mean, this is maybe getting a little off topic, but I remember my sex addict experience when I was in like sixth grade. We didn't learn shit. No, we didn't either. Like, we learned about like what a penis looks like. <laughs> we got and they like they shunted the girls off in another room, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And they learned about like pregnancy and periods and everything. We didn't learn anything. And we did not learn about the female re- reproductive system at all. All we did in middle school, um, the girls went out of the room and we watched with the fucking uh, gym teacher who was a, a man with a anger management, a, a massive man with anger management problems. Um, he had his legs up on his desk crossed while we were watching a woman give birth on this TV. And afterwards, at some point in the lesson, he called on me specifically and asked, Josh, what happens to your balls when you're in a cold shower? And I just, the, that's the only question he, he asked me specifically through the entire sex ed portion of, of our health class was what happens to your balls when you walk into cold water. And I didn't even get that. Like, no, I got like an anatomical drawing of a penis and then like a 10 minute video on the dangers of like heroin. <laughs> but yeah, I don't remember Great. ever I don't remember ever formally being taught about like women. No. I think that was something I just had to kind of find out on my own. Hey, you didn't learn it cuz they just they didn't care to teach it. This dude didn't want to stand up in front of everyone and talk about no. Well, and I, it was my PE teacher, too. I don't know why. Like, they pick the worst people in the school. The no worst. offense, PE teachers. Sorry. Not not that you're bad. It's just that uh, but, yeah. my, here? any of who my has, phys ed teachers were not uh, qualified to teach that. Who has ever had a PE teacher who wasn't a psychopath? <laughs> Like, email me at this web zone if you ever had a PE teacher who seemed well-adjusted. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to know. Because I sure as shit hadn't. <laughs> this dude, I think this dude threw a chair across the room at some point, and he also was the football coach and got in trouble because a kid almost died on in the practice field from being dehydrated. I've told this story before. Probably not while being recorded oh, not on the podcast not on the podcast my <laughs> pe teacher when i was in like fourth or fifth grade took over recess <laughs> he staged a coup <laughs> conquered recess and then forced every girl to play soccer every day and every boy had to play football every day and he was the quarterback so just every day what the Every month for like three years, all you could do at recess was catch passes from our insane PE teacher. Oh my god! Who was later arrested for sexting a child. <laughs> wow. So wherever you are, buddy, <laughs> congrats. <laughs> you ruined everyone's childhood. Also, if anyone has a better uh, gym teacher story than that, please email. We don't have an email. We don't even have an email address. Oh, we might. 
No, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I set one. Oh, I, I think I set one up for that Twitter account. Who knows? Who gives a shit? Don't watch this fucking movie. It's terrible. No, don't watch any of these movies, honestly. Don't do anything. Stay no, no, home. No, I should watch some of them. Some of them are good. Stay um, home. Stay in bed. Don't get out of bed. Yeah, don't don't do anything. Don't get involved in anything. Um, don't make friends. Don't join any cause. Don't give money to anything. Just stay. Just just lie down. Lie down and don't get up ever again. <laughs>